Hi, welcome to Meta Minute, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. Uh, my name is Rene from Reply, and today we're going to talk about the robotics Metaverse. And for this, I'm honored to have not one, but actually two special expert guests today, Mark Tiermann and Leander Hille. Hi, Mark and Leander. How are you today? Hey. Hi, Rene. Thank, thank you for asking. All right. So let's start maybe with Mark to do a, an introduction. So Mark, please tell us a, a bit about yourself and as your background, as it relates to you know anything robotics, 3D and, and the whole good stuff we're talking about today. Yeah, thanks, Rene. Uh, excited to be here. My name is Mark. I grew up in Germany, um, but I've been in the United States for about 30 years. I've been an entrepreneur for most of my life, uh, spent about 10 years at Google after an acquisition. Uh, and I'm currently um, in charge of commercialization here at Boston Dynamics, um, uh, Massachusetts-based robotics company. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. And uh, Leandro, please go ahead. Uh, okay. Thank you for being or that I'm allowed to be here. Um, my background is in the fields of mechatronics, uh, robotics, worked a few years in the field of medical robotics. Um, worked with simulation and uh, also innovation and creation of new models and robots. Um, started as High Tussle, maybe interesting for this podcast, especially um, a virtual reality arcade here in our hometown. So I've got also a bit of user experience along the years and um, <clears throat> yeah, learned also the basics, very basics of entrepreneurship while running a small business and started to put all my skills at the table at Roboverse Reply last year, and now I'm ending up managing it. Nice. And uh, location-based VR, right? Well, that's that's awesome, actually. But anyhow, that's not the topic today. We're going to talk about robotics and the intersection also, of course, with a virtual world. But let's start with our first question for Mark. Um, so let's dive into the realms of robotics. And so, Mark, could you kickstart our discussion by explaining what Boston Dynamics specializes in for those people that are sorry to say live under the rock because like Boston Dynamics, like who doesn't know? Uh, but anyhow, uh, please tell us uh, what Boston Dynamics specializes in and maybe you can also share some engaging examples for our audience. Yeah, sure. Boston Dynamics is uh, a mobile robotics company, meaning we build robots that can go anywhere that a human can go. And uh, many people have maybe seen our quadruped robot Spot. It's a yellow looking dog type robot for industrial inspection. Then we have a humanoid biped robot called Atlas, which is a research project at the moment. And then we have a new robot, which is a, a rolling robot. So it is mobile, but it has a rolling base for truck unloading. So it can autonomously unload a truck. So it's these three robots that have uh, made us who we are. And our specialty is really building general purpose robots. That's our long-term 10-year vision, where we want to build robots that can go anywhere that a human can go, can perceive the world the way that a human can, and can manipulate the surroundings the way that a human can do. So that's our journey. Um, we're a small company here outside of Boston, Massachusetts, in Waltham. So in, in reality, we should be called Waltham Dynamics, but um, you know that's who we are. Awesome. And uh, like you said, uh, you know, the, the three famous robots and of course, Spot, I'm sure like a lot of folks have seen some some videos of it, but also Atlas, of course, and, and uh, the other robot. 
um, is also very, very popular. And you do always amazing job with, you know, the marketing on YouTube and getting some good viral videos out there. And yeah, super impressive also um, what I've seen so far in terms of also the coordination with Atlas, like, uh, you know, just like performing artistic things like like most humans cannot do right so that's that's already an incredible achievement there thank you Rene. well uh let's switch to leander and leander from uh, as you can see there is from a reply uh, roboverse and the roboverse is a really interesting title so uh, can you shed some light about the story behind the company name and also maybe mention some innovative projects under your banner and how your ventures intersect actually with boston dynamics all right. Um, Rovers actually is a spot-on name. Um, it was decided by our executive partner, Kai-Uwe Ernst, at some point because we had so many good opportunities. But Roboverse is really nailing down what we do in the world. Um, it's the whole topic, the universe of robotics, everything you can think of. And also, you lucky timing, the verse suffix also has a certain association with a different company which also um, has certain fares in our topics so the whole metaverse and industrial metaverse use cases are already right in the name so spot on bullseye and we're very happy with it it's a good name um, regarding projects well we have quite a lot um, and they're all interesting for sure um, it's a wide variety in the different applications we have um, if I would need to choose, I personally like the one where we put persons out of a harm's way. Mm. So um, especially those for in the nuclear environment. So if there's nuclear radiation leakage um, and those happen from time to time, um, we can send in a robot and not a human and um, can react quite fast. Or also more topic here in Germany is also the final storage of nuclear waste. That's also something in dark caves, which sometimes collapse, also very great implication. And for sure, our dear police friends, um, we can help them, for instance, inspecting drug labs without going there. So those are some projects I really like and really are a great accomplishment um, thanks to mobile robotic advancements. Yeah. And um, how we combine with uh, Boss Dynamics, actually um, our CTO, Philippe Vizante, was the very first to get his hands on, on the ro uh, spot robots here in Europe. And from there it started. Um, Kevin Havelock and Malik Matrzewski were two German colleagues, which um, brought the robot to Germany, um, learned it, used it, pushed it to customers, and really made or paved the way for Roboverse. And hence that day, um, we have a partnership with Boston Dynamics, now a formal partnership, and it's flourishing. And we are very excited and very happy to have such a good partner like Boston Dynamics with us. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great partnership. And of course, I have been seeing some of the projects. And while we cannot mention a lot, and uh, because of NDA reasons, uh, also in highly confidential areas, of course, but uh, the, the cases you mentioned are, are just fantastic, right? Like, I think this is really a, a huge uh, aspect of this kind of, um, you know, autonomous mobile robotics is like using, leveraging these robots for things that are very dangerous for humans and where you can send a robot in and, uh, you know, do things that may, might be able to do by human, but some places you might not be able even to go into, right? Like the spot can crawl into smaller areas 
and let's say, a, a, you know, a fire in a mine or something like this, right? Super dangerous, but let's rescue the folks that the miners. And so it's a, it's a great, fantastic use case. And I, I love to, to see some of those. And also the, the case you mentioned with the police and, you know, like, uh, you know, like potential collapse in buildings and that kind of stuff, like send in the robot. He does the 3D scanning. He does all the analysis for us. And uh, yeah, that's some, some awesome stuff. Let's switch uh, gears again uh, to Mark. And uh, I want to know a little bit more about this new version of Spot that you recently rolled out. And I think it has also a bunch of upgrades. And there's, of course, a lot of buzz around the whole industrial inspection capabilities, which also ties into you know, potentially dangerous areas. Uh, but anyhow, tell us a little bit about the, the new spot and industrial inspection capabilities. And um, yeah, then we can continue with another question. Yeah. So spot is really a platform robot, which means that, you know, we provide the autonomy and the capabilities of the robot to, to walk anywhere. And it might have applicability in many different industries. But the industry that we're focused on um, mostly is industrial inspection, meaning you teach the robot a specific route through your factory by driving the robot with the tablet or maybe in the future with the VR headset. And the robot then learns that factory, creates a digital map of your factory. And as you teach the robot uh, your factory, you can say, hey, inspect this piece of machinery with a thermal imaging camera or listen to the CO2 pipe with an acoustic sensor or read this old fashioned gauge with a point and shoot camera. We then upload all that information into the cloud. And then we put predictive learning models onto it to say, hey, wait a minute, that piece of machinery is 10 degrees hotter than it should be, that it might break next week. Or I think I hear a leak in the CO2 pipe, so you might have unplanned emissions. So what you can really do with this walking robot is take a 30, 40 year old facility and instead of putting fixed IoT sensors on every little piece of machinery that you want to monitor, you're using this walking robot to bring your plant into Industry 4.0, and all of a sudden you can do predictive maintenance and you get real-time data of your facility. And so we're very excited about it, and our latest software release 3.3 has a lot of these features built in, and it is also built in such a way that uh, third-party companies such as Roboverse can build applications uh, that enhance the robot's capabilities. So, for example, in order to read an old-fashioned gauge that might monitor a pressure of some piece of machinery, we can point the robot at that gauge and then uh, reply, Roboverse has a, a gauge reading model that lives on the robot, basically like an app for your cell phone, and that gauge reading model allows us to read the gauge and report that data back into the asset enterprise asset management system of the host company. So, for example, an IBM Maximo or uh, or an SAP system. That's a, that's very cool. Like bringing bridging the analog and the digital world thanks to Spot. Um, it's a it's a great use case. And I have also been you know doing work with the Hololens and many other stuff. And I've been at like for example chemical plants. And, and some kind of these factories for, you know, ideas around augmented reality. And, and it's exactly like you're saying, there's so many gotchas all over the place that are analog. Yeah. And just switching those to digital and IoT is like a huge endeavor for, for these. I mean, these are gigantic plans, right? So, but you can, yeah. you can send in our, our bridge, right? 
Yeah, you're right. Those are gigantic plants. And I was at a company a um, couple of weeks ago that produces candy. And I said, hey, let's do a, a POC in one of your plants. Let's do a proof of technology in, in one of your plants. Um, why don't you give me a 30-year-old plant and I'll show you what our robot can do in those plants. And the person said, well, if, you, if I give you a 30-year-old plant, I give you my newest plant. Meaning th these types of companies yeah. have assets that have been running for quite some time. And sure, they could put little IoT sensors on every asset, but... Um, we've noticed that when you go beyond 300 assets that you want to inspect, the price just becomes prohibitive and a spot robot is the better alternative. So we've talked to companies that said, yeah, I've, I've 4,000 pumps that I need to inspect every day. If I put an IoT sensor on every pump, that's a $30 million project. That plan is not worth it anymore. I don't want to do that fixed uh, investment. So having a mobile robot that you can just parachute in and from one day to the next, you bring this old facility into Industry 4.0. That's really the magic of this robot. Totally, totally. And I think and that's a question for Leandro now, um, since I know Roboverse, you're also working in various industries, like you mentioned. And, and also for this use case that uh, Mark was just mentioning, I think teleoperations could be really cool, like, you know, basically uh, remotely controlling a robot. Um, and I think this is also a significant part of your work that you're doing now. And I think that could be also interesting for our podcast, you know, in relation to all the virtual world. So because you can combine it with VR, with virtual reality interfaces. So uh, please tell us a little bit about the advantages of leveraging stereo 3D glasses in robotics teleoperations and maybe also, you know, at some real world examples. Thank you for the question. Um, so actually, remote control is one of the niche product, um, applications because usually you want a robot to work autonomous, but you don't want to program everything. At some point, you want to have just simple remote access to re solve the remaining issues. And um, we have actually a differentiation between remote inspection and assisted inspection. Both are probably interesting in this scenario or in this podcast. Um, remote inspection is what we understand by using a virtual reality headset. So you're putting on the headset and you remote control the robot, maybe even with a colleague that also is in his home office, pajamas, first sip of the day of the coffee. And um, you can together control the robot inspecting a plant or in an artificial island or in a cave and um, have a two-eye review and meet all the regulations of your company and um, can use different payloads. So the... Um, simple camera or acoustic imager or thermal camera, while you also collect data like humidity or you name it. Spot is an awesome platform. You can mount basically anything on it. And um, the other region we have um, divided is assisted inspection. So if you are on site, but you only have your pie of eyes, robot is actually a data collector. It runs through every day Every gorge is recorded twice a day, so you can see historic data. You put on your HMD, your um, head-mounted display, go to the point of interest you're interested in, and have a look at the time slide. What was the situation of this point of interest yesterday, the week before? Do I need to react? And also you can see things which you as a person wouldn't be able, but a robot. For instance, what was the temperature difference? Is there a certain kind of gas or radiation? All of this information can be packed in there as well. 
And um, those are very awesome use cases with uh, which are enabled by using XR technology. Yeah, and uh, I think that that's exactly right, Leander. And another thing that we found is um, in our lab, uh, which is behind me, our spot lab, we've set up a small room and we set up a challenge where we give people the controller and you have to drive the robot, open a door, go into a dark room, pour a cup of coffee and then walk back out. And our best engineers can do it in about eight minutes. But if you do it with the VR headset that has enabled controls to manipulate uh, and drive the robot, you can actually do it in half the time. So the dexterity that you get, uh, although the hardware is exactly the same, just the input method is different, the dexterity you gain is, is tremendous uh, through a VR headset. And then if you fast forward five years into the future, you could imagine that if the morphology of the output device is the same as you, then it looks very different. So for example, right now we can drive the spot quadruped robot with the VR headset, but what if you could drive a humanoid robot whose morphology is exactly the same as yours, then you're not uh, really um, teleoperating your teleportation, right? Because you could be in Houston and you could uh, teleport onto an oil platform in the Gulf of Mexico, and you could repair the oil platform from your from the comforts of your own home in, in Houston, because you're, in essence, teleportation uh, is, is possible. Yeah, that's really a huge um, use case we are looking to. And um, also virtual reality allows you multimodal input and output. So you can see, you can hear, you have actually, if the technology comes there soon, we have a kind of a presence. Um, if you have a LiDAR scanner mounted, um, you can actually walk around in a virtual environment to spot just recorded in time and can use the, for instance, the arm or bipedal robot to manipulate items. So it's a very powerful combination and we're eager for it. Totally, um, fully agree. And <clears throat> I mean, that what, what Mark just described, I mean, that's straight out of science fiction, right? Like that's like the, the anime movies, like where you control a robot, uh, you know, with uh, VR, maybe you also have some haptic device that, that yeah. provides you like some, some feedback, right? When you use that stuff, but Exactly. Yeah, like that, it's like Avatar, right? It's like the, the movie Avatar, but we have that running in our lab today. So uh, we're, we're taking the, the f um, fiction out of uh, out of science fiction. So this is happening very, very soon. I, lo I love it. And, and also I hear like you have a test where folks need to make a coffee. So actually you're solving the grand challenge of robotics, uh, make me a coffee kind of a thing. So this is awesome. No, no, even better, we actually have a margarita spot. So the spot uh, carries around uh, a mixer so that you can make tequila uh, and margaritas, uh, which is even even better than the coffee one. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I got a visit for one of these events for sure. That sounds, sounds really fantastic. Uh, my last question for you, Mark, and that's you might have to pick out your crystal ball a little bit. Um, but like, let's talk a little bit about the future vision. Uh, you know, if everything goes as you dream right now, uh, what do you think is the landscape looking like with Spot in, let's say, three years? So right now you have to control the robot, right? Right now you have to teach the robot the environment first and you have to tell the robot what to inspect. Uh, and you can do that with a controller, you can do it through a web interface, or you can do it through a VR, AR interface. But uh, we really think that 
in the coming years, the robot will gain a lot more autonomy and will be able to understand unknown environments. Meaning you unpack the robot, you buy the robot, you unpack the robot in your facility, you hit the go button and the robot autonomously walks around your facility in an unknown environment and starts to understand uh, what's in that environment. And we call that semantic understanding. Mm -hmm. So the robot would look at a piece of machinery and say, okay, I understand this is a piece of machinery. This is a pump of this piece of machinery. Let me go look up the uh, manufacturer of that pump and look up what the optimal operating temperature is and then immediately understand that, no, this pump is currently not operating at the optimal temperature. So giving the robot a semantic understanding of its environment and doing um, exploring of unknown environments, I think that's sort of the next big step. Um, and I think that's that's what's coming uh, fairly fast and certainly in the three to five year time time horizon. Yeah, I can I can totally see you know myself being a, a like a three D but also computer vision guy. It's like you know spatial understanding is is a key aspect. Uh, of course, also visual language maps and that kind of a jazz. That's super super interesting to get um, you know the kind of semantics into this and also you know ties into what you're saying about industrial inspection and so on, right? So this does yeah. also automatically recognize and so on. Super good stuff. I mean. Uh, we could talk for much, much longer, but we try to keep these short. So we're already at the end of the show, kind of. Uh, thank you so much, Morgan Landor, for joining us today and sharing your insights. That was very much appreciated. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was great being here. Thank you, really. And looking for the next time. Yes. Yeah. Well, and thanks, everyone, for joining us today for another episode of Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. Watch our blog, follow our social media channels, and of course, subscribe to our Reply podcast channel on all the favorite podcast platform if you want to stay updated. And of course, you can always listen or watch to the previous episodes on reply.com. Thank you so much, everyone. Take care and see you soon. Bye-bye.